We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So remember last month during the thick of NFL free agency when the Ravens were rumored to have been closing in on potentially acquiring Eagles cornerback Darius Slay via trade? Well, the five-time Pro Bowler confirmed that as fact on his recent podcast episode, which there's plenty to take away from. So more on that just ahead. I'm Bobby Trossett, solo podcasting while Sarah and her family are in Japan. It is Monday, April 3rd. And this is your morning Ravens update from inside the vault, powered by one of our returning patrons who's supporting us through Patreon, Tanner Mashburn. So former Ravens offensive coordinator Greg Roman broke his silence for the first time since departing Baltimore in an interview with the 33rd team. He revealed his plans for the 2023 football season, talked Lamar Jackson, and more. Plus, another former Raven, this time a former player, and Torrey Smith. His latest controversial opinion has everyone talking online. And surprise, surprise, it's related to Lamar. We have all that more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. Okay, let's talk about the one who got away, shall we? We're just a few weeks removed from the Darius Slay trade that never was, remember? He and Marlon Humphrey were flirting on Twitter, suggesting something was imminent, and we all know that there's obviously a need at cornerback in Baltimore right now, given Marcus Peters' uncertain future as he remains available on the free agent market. Now, Slay is a five-time Pro Bowler who was a key part of an Eagles defense that just really dominated the league and led the league in pass defense, just over 179 yards per game. Of course, that was a year ago, which ultimately led Philly to a Super Bowl appearance. Here's Slay on a recent episode of his podcast, Big Play Slay. But one thing I almost didn't know now, almost, I was almost... This close. A Baltimore Raven. I was this close. This close. But, you know, I wanted to be Eagle. I stayed an Eagle because I know me and Howard's going to figure something out. But the Baltimore Ravens was the first team that called, and they, they offered just what I wanted. And I just said, hey, the Eagles do that. I'm going to stay an Eagle. So it was it was nice now, man. I almost, I almost was a Raven. I was almost a different bird. 
Yeah, close, but not close enough. And that phrase is all too familiar to Baltimore these days. I think Zedarius Smith and Bobby Wagner come to mind when I say that. But there's the monetary angle to acknowledge here as well. And the Eagles ultimately awarded Slay with a three-year, $42 million deal, which works out to be $14 million annually. And you just heard Slay say himself that the Ravens were the first team to call him and they presented the exact contract offer he was looking for. So, while yes, Baltimore is cap-strapped and having a difficult time, no doubt, recruiting wide receivers and free agency, more than likely due to Lamar Jackson's uncertain future, Eric DaCosta and his front office, with all that in mind, are almost always still capable of finding a way to pay a player if they feel like he's a difference maker. And as we all know, the Baltimore Ravens have never shied away, at least in recent memory, from building and investing in their secondary. And if there's one more, should I say, not-so-hidden message in all of this, it's this. Baltimore's front office seems to think it can upgrade over Marcus Peters for 2023. Now, unless Juice Man is asking for some astronomical number that the team isn't willing to justify, right? But regardless, they clearly have made efforts to do exactly that, and that's fine and upgrade. They just haven't cashed in yet. But still to come here on the vault, for the first time since his departure, former Ravens offensive coordinator Greg Roman spoke publicly. I'll have some notable clips and some analysis coming up. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we finally heard from former Ravens offensive coordinator Greg Roman for the first time since his Baltimore departure in a recent interview with the 33rd team. Now, first and foremost, he shared what his plans are for the 2023 football season after being passed on by Stanford for its head coach opening and the Washington Commanders for their OC gig, which ultimately went to Eric Bieniemy. Here's Greg. It's a very, very different uh, situation. So, you know, um, during a regular year, 
I could pretty much uh, any day of the year I could tell you what I was working on and if you tell me what time of the day I could tell you what I was working on on any day of the year it's so regimented you know you get down with the season and you're immediately into free agency your well your own your own team evaluation and free agency then the draft then playbooks and OTAs and whatnot and then you know preseason and then the season so I'm um, trying to organize things here this year and take advantage of this time really look at the NFL from 10,000 feet you know because uh, you know you're, you're in the forest entrenched in the forest so to speak when you're working so I really want to um, uh, take a look at things and study things uh, this year and I, I'm also going to uh, uh, have a hand with a, a staying in touch with high school football and, and a college program as well so I'm going to try to stay pretty busy and uh, obviously this is a huge opportunity for me to spend a lot of time with my family so uh, really, really, that's it. So as you heard there, no concrete plans for 2023, but the moral of the story is that he won't be in a play calling booth for an NFL club this fall. And, you know, I had predicted he'd land as a run game coordinator with a team after he left the Ravens, but that obviously didn't come to fruition. Now, G. Rowe was also asked what he's most proud of looking back accomplishments wise from his four years as the play caller under John Harbaugh. Listen to this. Obviously, the relationships you build along the way and seeing your players succeed and, and doing, it's probably the greatest thing that that you as a coach are, are, and the relationships with the assistant coaches and the hard work you put in together. Specifically about that, I mean, the win-loss record to me is the one that you really want to hang your hat on. And I feel pretty, I feel really good about that. It's my time to coordinate an offense and trying to put a winning offense together. But you know, the, I think we set the record for the most games scoring 20 points or more in a row. Uh, that was that. That's pretty cool when you look back on that. The uh, consecutive one-year, 100-yard rushing games. Uh, that was that. That's pretty spe tied. Actually, we're tied with the 74 Steelers, 74 to 76 Steelers. So, anytime you can, you know, kind of hang out with 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 groups like that, that's pretty cool. The the all-time rushing record, I think, is also something that's uh pretty unique especially when you dovetail that i think we set the all-time nfl record that year for time of possession which our defense i'm sure was very thankful for uh, i want to say yards per carry and all that but it dovetailed with uh i think we were the first and only team the only team to ever rush for and pass for over 200 yards per game and that's kind of the was the intent of that offense really was to be balanced and uh, be able to attack a defense a bunch of different ways, but, th but with the foundation of it being a very strong running game. So while he certainly, certainly wasn't without his flaws, Roman does walk away as one of the architects of several NFL records, some of which he just mentioned in that clip. The 2019 Ravens own the all-time record for total rush yards in a single season with 3,296. Lamar's 1,206 rush yards are most by a quarterback in a single season. The 2019 team also holds a record for time of possession, along with being the first team in NFL history to average over 200 yards on the ground and through the air per game. So again, he's a run game genius, running backs and tight ends flourish in his system. And hey, 2019 shows you that he is capable of having success with a well-balanced multi-dimensional offensive attack but as we all watched play out the last couple of years his offense started having operational struggles with clock management 
formation and alignment, along with untimely penalties here and there, and really an inability to consistently function when in the red zone. And that was with Lamar Jackson, and that was with Tyler Huntley a year ago. Both quarterbacks struggled in that system in the red zone. And I know if Sarah were here, she'd be pointing to his situational awareness flaws. So I'd be remiss if I didn't include that in this critique as well. Now, a fair counter argument is bringing up the 2021 injury plague season, right? Not having his QB1 back-to-back years down the stretch, and ultimately, a lack of personnel investment at the wide receiver position, which, of course, was completely out of his control. All of those are factors that absolutely have to be taken into consideration when evaluating his last couple of years in Baltimore. But clearly, obviously, things had run its course and it was time for a change. Now, before I jump to topic three, here's one more clip of G. Rowe talking about Lamar Jackson. In the situation in Baltimore with Lamar, this guy was, Lamar was such a, you know, he was such a master of avoiding hits. And honestly, the safest he was when he is when he was out in space on the move because he was in control um, as opposed to in the pocket, eyes downfield, hoping somebody doesn't run into the back of your legs. And, you know, the couple times he did get injured were behind the line of scrimmage looking to make a throw down the field. But when he was running out in space, uh, you know, it never was an issue. So that's pretty counterintuitive to what a lot of people believe to be true. But I do think it also comes back, Vic, to the the specific player and their style when they run. The safest he was is when he was out in space on the move because he was in control. I love that quote from Giro, and I'm so glad he brought this up because there's been a whole lot of talk this offseason from folks who argue that Lamar is injury prone at this point in his career. To me, the reality is that, and this goes to Giro's point, both of Lamar's injuries have come as a result of poorly protected passing plays, and honestly, they were somewhat freak, awkward tackles, right? Like, Lamar is so gifted in space, he's so electric with his elusiveness and lateral quickness, that while, yes, he's taken some big hits outside the pocket throughout his career, he's routinely gotten up from them, and he's never sustained a significant injury on a designed run play or doing what he does best, improvising. I thought Dave Klug summed it up nicely on Twitter recently, and I wanted to share it before we get to topic three. He wrote, since 2000, 81 quarterbacks have started at least 50 NFL games. Lamar has been active for 70 of 82 of his possible games, which works out to be 85.4%. That ranks 18th out of 81 qualifying quarterbacks in the upper quartile of this sample. Please stop calling Lamar Jackson injury prone, period, close quote. So former Ravens wide receiver Torrey Smith is no stranger to sharing his opinions when he sees fit. And his latest one has the Ravens flock debating in a big way. And I want to get involved in a recent TV segment with WJZ's Mark Viviano. Smith went out on a limb with this. Mar Jackson's the biggest athlete to ever play in Baltimore. And I know Ray and Ed are the GOATs, right? Literally at their position, but they weren't quarterback. Mm-hmm. They weren't a quarterback. And Lamar is completely different. Um, the completely different era, social media. The power of all of that, like, there's no bigger person or really, 
you'd be hard pressed, man. It might sound crazy. Cal Ripken, all kinds of greats. I think Lamar Jackson is the biggest sports figure to ever step foot in Baltimore. So first off, I certainly recognize the positional importance of the NFL quarterback and how much he means from an individualized standpoint to a team. I also recognize the differences between greatest and biggest when it comes to this debate, which in this case is the biggest sports figure to ever step foot in Baltimore. That's what Torrey feels Lamar is five years into his career. But in my opinion, regardless of which one we're talking about, the greatest or biggest, if that figure hasn't contributed to bringing a championship to this town or to any town, but in this specific case, it's Baltimore, they shouldn't be considered for either. When I think of the biggest, greatest names in the history of Baltimore sports, Names that come to mind are the likes of Cal Ripken Jr., Johnny Unitas, Ray Lewis, Michael Phelps, Ed Reed, Eddie Murray, Jim Palmer, Brooks Robinson, right? Each one of them has a singular thing in common, and that is championship resumes in Baltimore. Don't get me wrong, right? Don't Please do not get me wrong. Lamar is as special as special gets, and I would never dispute his greatness or the impact he's had on this town from an economic standpoint, not to mention his 45-16 and 16 record as a starter since taking over for Joe Flacco. But until he adds a title to his resume, I don't believe he can be considered as the, quote, biggest sports figure Baltimore has ever seen. And one more thing, too. Tory mentions the power of social media, which is obviously a real thing, no question about it. But how can we compare generational greats when – one has social media at his disposal, and the other didn't. I have a hard time getting behind that. And before I fly, some other quick news items, beginning with this rant from NBC's Chris Sims, who sounded off on collusion talk among NFL owners when it comes to Lamar Jackson. I think what's frustrating me is people talking about the collusion in the NFL right now, right, Dad? That that's what I think. Yeah. And there's different I mean, levels. Right away, there's yeah. different levels of collusion. Like, yeah. uh, what I don't like is right now it's being portrayed like all these teams called each other and were like, "Hey, let's screw over Lamar. How dare he ask for a guaranteed contract?" No, what I want to be is like, no, they said they don't want to deal with a guaranteed contract. Nobody wants that. You know, it's not coming anytime soon to any player in football. You explained it. The Deshaun Watson thing, the stars lined up the right way, right? right. Let alone, like, there is, you know, other baggage and things that come along with, yeah, you're going to have to trade for Lamar. He's missed the last two Decembers because of injuries. He is more than your normal quarterback, relies on his legs more. So, again, I, you and me are both guys that want Lamar to be paid. I want, I want Lamar to be paid. Like one of the highest paid players in the history of football. He deserves that. There's no doubt. But we don't just break all rules and parameters just because one guy now wants this groundbreaking decision. Like, hey, if somebody asked and went to the team, I want $70 million a year. Oh, whoa, whoa, we're going to give you the non-exclusive uh, franchise tag. Well, oh, it must be collusion. Nobody wants to give him $70 million a year. What's going on? Well, no shit. It's not good for business, right? I mean, yeah. In other news, now that former Raven Calais Campbell is officially signed on with the Atlanta Falcons for 2023, he made sure to pen his goodbye to Baltimore in an Instagram post that read the following, quote, Baltimore, I appreciate all the love shown to me during my time as a Raven. 
I've always heard this was a first-class organization, and now I know why. I am honored to have spent the last three years of my career here. The people inside the building are what make it special. Although we didn't get to hoist the Lombardi, we sure did have a great time chasing it. Thank you for embracing me with love, Calais, close quote. And finally, Baltimore's own Angel Reese and her LSU Tigers captured the Women's College Basketball National Championship Sunday night, defeating Iowa 102 to 85. Thanks for listening to The Morning Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please consider joining one of our membership platforms at patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault Podcast. As you probably know by now, we have been betting on ourselves by creating content independently from any big broadcast station or corporation. And with your membership support, you'll give us a chance to keep churning out daily Ravens content for years to come. And a special shout out to two of our returning patrons this month, Patrick York and Sarah Kendall. We appreciate you both for your ongoing support and for believing in what we're building in Baltimore. We'd also love to hear from everyone, whether you're a patron or not, with comments, questions, or if you'd ever be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And that is all the time we've got today. But I'll be back on Tuesday with the Ravens news you need to know.